Hello and welcome. This is Communication Means Talking Together. My name is Arjun Bakshi. Let's learn a little bit about communication skills, leadership skills, and really how you'd like to improve your life, your career, and your outlook. Let's start. Work-life balance. This term has been around for a while, and a lot of people have written blog articles, books, they've given talks about it, tweets, you name it. And yet at the same time, when we are here today, we are still not entirely sure how to achieve this as a goal, the balance that is between our work commitments and our life commitments, personal commitments, that is. So as always, in these podcasts, let's talk about defining what this even means. What what does a work life consist of? What does the personal life consist of? And how is it, if at all, that we go about achieving some kind of balance? So let's get some things squared away. Personal life is important. And there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that are what you would call a workaholic, where you work 12 hours or more, in some cases, uh, a day. Might be, you know, some portion of that is in the office, some portion is online or remote, or via email, late night documents that you're working on. And so it does really bleed into that sense of peace and calm that we try and associate our downtime with. And the the sort of idea here is that if we aren't going to be able to treat ourselves as full humans who need rest, who need recharging, who need enjoyment, right, with our family, our friends, neighbors, whomever we like to associate with, perhaps we have a hobby, perhaps we enjoy sports, If we don't create a sense of balance, we become so wedded to the work. What can happen is it can create a kind of destabilizing effect. And the personal life becomes broken in some cases, in some extreme cases. So at the same time, what if we over-prioritize our personal life? We take personal calls during work. We take time off um, more than we should. We show up late and leave early. And people start to notice that. And that can be held against us, especially in a competitive job environment where there are many jobs out there, no doubt. But the best jobs are really hard to land because there's so many smart people graduating college, coming out of the universities, Uh, and coming from all around the world to the best big cities that have, you know, these high-paying jobs. So let's, let's get some parameters in place. We want the peace, the regeneration, the rest that comes with the home life. And that includes a peaceful sense of self and a strong personal relationship with all our loved ones. And then on the flip side of the coin, we want to feel energized at work. We don't want to feel distracted, 
thinking about home. Uh, and we want to make sure that whatever it is that we are expected to do, based on our job description, based, based on our team uh, workload, that we get it done and we get it done well. So people have a good impression of us. And if we so choose, we can apply for greater responsibility, including but not limited to promotions. So now we have these two sometimes competing goals, right? We want to be successful at home in the sense that we have strong and positive and healthy relationships with all our loved ones. And we want to have a strong work persona and productivity and output. So our, our record at our workplace is strong and it gives us a launch pad to do amazing things if we so choose. So where does the lack of balance even come into play? Well, late night emails, like we mentioned earlier, Zoom calls, video calls, especially if your company is a global company, chances are somebody in your company that needs to speak with you is awake when you're trying to go to sleep or is asleep when you're trying to, you know, stay awake. And, and it's sort of, and yet you both need to speak. So somebody has to sacrifice the rest uh, for the benefit of the company as a whole. So this is this is the world we live in, the globalized world. The it does we don't clock out at five world, and the competitive work environment, where while again there are many job opportunities out there, the best job opportunities, the ones that get you six figures with good benefits and a good location in a reputed company, those are highly competitive. So how does one go about creating any kind of equanimity between these two really contrasting demands? The first thing is to have realistic expectations in both arenas. You are probably going to miss, let's say you're a parent, you're probably going to miss some of your children's life. And that doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound appeasing. Or, or, or appealing, but it may be something that you have to accept so long as it is made up for on different occasions when work does not get in the way. And on the flip side, with work, it's going to be a challenge to our efficiency. And maybe if you want to get 10 things done in one particular day, chances are you might have settled for only getting eight things done. So where does that put us? It puts us in a position to make adult reasoned choices. Let's say you, you have a child and you want to attend all their special occasions. Think about it this way. Maybe you can only, out of 10 possible occasions coming up the next few months, maybe you can only make eight of them. Which ones are they? Those ones you prioritize, right? And you try and make sure nothing comes in the way. In terms of work, you want to think about the, the old adage. Do you want to be effective or do you want to be efficient? Many a time you'll find that getting done with just two or three really high value, high importance, high visibility items on your checklist is more powerful uh, for what you do in a given workday than getting through maybe seven other 
routine items that could wait till tomorrow. So on every workday, at the beginning of every work week, ask yourself, what has to get done today itself? What can wait till tomorrow? What can wait till next week? And what is indefinite? And once you make to start, you start to make these columns, maybe open a spreadsheet, maybe you're old school with pen and paper, have fun. You sort of try and create priority lists and you try to do the most impactful and effective things first when you have maximum possible energy. And when you've got a little downtime at work, then you can jump into the other columns, right? Things that don't take too much effort. They just take a certain amount of time in a repetitive form of work, something you're used to, something that doesn't mentally tax you too much, okay? But helps you stay ahead. And sometimes this second category of work might just be writing emails to different people, might be checking dashboards, might be different kinds of follow-ups or reviews, if you will. So again, something that is not very mentally intensive, but still needs your attention time to time. Frequently, there are things that are easy to do. And this is not from my personal experience. Things that are easy to do if you get ahead on them early and very hard to do if you delay them. We need to have the wisdom to pick out those things that if you take care of them on Sunday night, Yes, I hate, uh, I know we hate working on a Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon. But if you've lazed around all, all Sunday morning and you've got maybe two, three hours between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m., you fire up the laptop and you take care of a few things and you do just enough so that Monday is not a day of madness. If there's one thing we can do to improve our work life balance, it is to make sure that we do not overload any one particular day, be it on a personal level, be it on a work level, because that one day could ruin the balance of the whole week, if not two, two full weeks. Another thing we can do for work-life balance, uh, so, the, so far what we talked about, making sure we prioritize, pick and choose, right? You make sure to attend people's birthdays, maybe a sports event, but there's a third category perhaps, uh, a child's special event that might not be as rare or as formative for them, right? And that can be something that, if time permits, you attend, but it might not be as important as, let's say, a birthday, right? Or an award that they're getting. Similarly with work, focus on the things that are most effective, impactful, productive, time-sensitive, and in terms of their monetary impact, most high visible. Because if your CEO has that on their checklist, it should be at the top of your checklist. That's a good way to think about it. So we're being productive, we're being impactful, we're prioritizing, right? And we're trying our best to focus on what needs to get done, be it personal, be it professional, that day itself. And then the other things that can wait a day, can wait a week, can wait a month, we do so. What about, what about when we're tired? Energy is a big problem with work-life balance, right? And, you know, maybe you're fortunate, maybe you have a good daycare service, let's say you have children, um, 
you know, uh, or, or let's say you're taking care of an elderly parent and you have a sibling to pitch in from time to time. The point is that uh, you still get exhausted, right? Because you're still working and thinking about uh, home fact, uh, home factors, you know, during the day. Or you're trying to, you know, have a moment with your family, but in the back of your mind, you know, there's this really key project that's, you know, going to be uh, on your plate in the morning. Part of this is mindset and the disassociation. If it doesn't need to be done right now, don't do it right now. Don't think about it right now, right? If you're fearful, right, for example, let's say that big project the next day, you are fearful that it might not go well and you're getting distracted. You're not being able to spend time with your family. Take a moment, excuse yourself, go into, you know, a private room where you can just sit with your thoughts, write down your fears. What do you think could be done to mitigate your concerns? You write down your main concerns and write down, A, what's the solution to the concern? Or B, why it's not really that big a concern? And most importantly, as always, imagine the worst case scenario. If you can accept the worst case scenario, right, usually that gives you a sense of relief. And then you could go back, spend time with your family, and things are, you know, a little bit more normalized. Let's flip it. Let's say it's the other way around. You're at work, but your mind is at home. You're worried about somebody being sick or something like that. Many employers today are very understanding, or at least they should be. So one would hope that over a period of time, you could gain the trust of the person you report to enough that they would allow you to take five minutes to make a personal phone call and just check in on the person that's not well. And, you know, that maybe they're still coughing, right? Still taking their medicines, but at least you have spoken to them and they'll know that you're thinking of them. And that, you know, can, can, can sustain you and can sustain them until your workday is over. So, the funny thing, if you notice, is the solution to work-life balance is really not this sort of hard separation between the two. It's almost like you have to accept the two will bleed into each other a little bit. What we're going to try and do is make sure that this bleeding of your work into your personal life and your personal life into your work isn't non-strategic. So in other words, the bleeding that, you know, you cannot avoid that occurs, it should be such that it helps you achieve a strategic larger goal. So if a quick five minute phone call helps you give the right advice to your loved one so that you uh, nip their illness in the bud, for example, or a personal issue in the bud before it becomes something big, that's a worthy sacrifice of five minutes of work time and vice versa, you know. If you need to fire up the laptop on a Sunday afternoon, like I illustrated earlier, and get ahead on something that'll be, you know, very much um, a priority that coming week, go ahead and use that Sunday, Sunday afternoon because you need to ultimately find an equanimity with your productivity, be it 
as a as a family member and be it as someone at work. To put it all in in, in a nice neat bow here at the end, work life balance is a work in progress. It's not like there's this magic solution that will make you feel comfortable 100%. We know for a fact that 100% working from home has its pros and cons. 100% working in the office away from home has its pros and cons. It's about making the sacrifices you need to get the benefits that you're hoping for. Because ultimately, the balance comes from living the life that we've chosen rather than a life that we feel has been forced upon us. Thank you for joining us this week with Communication Means Talking Together. Join us every week. And we can also be in touch via email or through our social media. Go to our website, cultureofspeak.com, for more details. And see you next week. Goodbye for now.